Welcome to the Strictly Business Podcast. Hey guys, before you watch this amazing video, please do me one favor and subscribe to this YouTube channel, ring the doorbell and give it a thumbs up. That will mean the world to me. Thank you. Um, yeah, doing SEO. We've got an agency um, that we run in Surrey Hills. Got like 12 staff in here. We've also got media properties that we own too. So just a couple of websites, like affiliate sites, stuff like that, that we're building out. Um, probably say we're like 80% clients, 20% um, um, of our own sites. So like they say, um, you've got to have skin in the game. You've got to be an SEO testing things on your own properties. And um, yeah, like that's another thing we've been doing recently. Everyone in the office has to have their own website as well. Even if you're a junior, if you're a senior, whatever, we're all building our own sites out. So yeah, it's fun. That's it. Nice to meet everybody. Uh, and I have a similar background to James, uh, not as long in the game. Uh, I kicked off my career in 2007. Uh, so, yeah, I've been in it for a while, but mainly been dealing with SEO in the UK uh, and the US markets, uh, yeah, not so much in Australia. Uh, and uh, like James said, you know, I've been working a lot with clients, uh, you know, like in different like countries uh, and also Australia. You know, I have worked with, you know, like medium-sized teams, like bigger teams, different types of uh, like uh, business portfolios, like small to medium-sized businesses, all the way up to like, enterprise and brand. Uh, yeah, and like James said, you know, it's all about skin in the game. You know, like, doesn't matter. Uh, like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what level SEO you are. You know, end of the day, you need to learn how to like run and develop a business. And as I was saying to a client this morning, like as an SEO person, you're essentially building uh, a business through the Google platform. Yeah, so yeah, like that's what I just aim to do. Awesome, awesome. So, what um, projects and what's the latest things you guys have been working on specifically that you would you would like to share, um, James? I mean, I mean, James and I discussed about the recently, David, um, about the whole regulation of SEO in Australia, and and mm -hmm. and um, that was a bit of a hot topic. And the reason that I that I really like the idea of having you specifically in this discussion is that European background in SEO. And so what you can actually share, um, because in some ways Australia is a little bit behind Europe in some of the yeah. um, applications of SEO. So would you, what, what sort of some of the things you're, you've been working on or what some of the things that you've been trialling out that's been winning for the clients? And I'll put you on the spot. Oh. There's been no, there was no yeah, agenda. Yeah, that's... So I just see how quickly you can think on your head, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's fine. Well, like, in a nutshell, uh, it's, like, content, uh, like, developing the right strategy from the outset. I can't stress that enough. Uh, mm -hmm. And, like, trying to figure out first uh, the first mover advantage. Uh, just, like, playing the catch-up game, it's... Like for a lot of businesses and for a lot of websites and people, it's just too hard to slog. Like to be honest, yeah, there are people who can do it, uh, but like, I've, like I'm working on a, another client at the moment, and they're going into the uh, like pain relief niche, uh, and 
like that's just been saturated for well probably close to decades now <laughs> you know and yeah they're expecting to see results in three months you know which i mean like all of us we love that but you know it's you know, a different thing uh yeah so uh trying to figure out like uh, what are those like first mover advantages like low hanging fruit uh that people can like really seize and then try to gain traction uh and like uh, i try to approach things more like a startup uh like if if that's the stage they're in like if they're in the startup to growth st- stage so well you know what do they need to do to penetrate the market you know as a startup you know they can't be the big gorilla you know if <laughs> yeah if they're just like a like small baby so yeah uh, just to come back to actually what i've seen working like content uh like just like it's it's the backbone for everything uh uh and then yeah having the right type of keyword strategy uh but that's knowing who the, who the audience is and going for the right intent uh and then like page speed and just like good html uh structure uh as simple as it is people just don't do it <laughs> you know? well i was actually breaking this down before i go to you james over complicates yeah, I, I was actually having this sort of, it was mini debate with a client because I think what I was explaining mm-hmm. was is how the algorithm is eventually evolving. Mm-hmm. What, what we've seen with Rank Brain, what, we, what we're going to see with, with, with uh, advancements in AI and machine learning. Mm-hmm. So what I was discussing that, he's like, oh, so what you're telling me is that everything we're working on now is going to be redundant. I said, mm-hmm. we are working on content right now. Content is yeah. going to be the variable in which... How the algorithm is catching up to, or it's going to adapt and change based upon the metrics that are assigned to find quality content. What yeah. would creating great content will never stop. Content is the blood of the internet, right? So it's yeah. what I what I explained to you is a matter of using old school metrics to assign values to determine what is quality content based upon searcher intent versus yeah. new ideas, a new involvement in in how Google and other search engines are going to assess quality content, that's going to yeah. change, that's going to evolve. Fundamentally, content is the life yeah. of this, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, like, there is something else that, like, we've been testing. We don't have it, like, absolutely verified yet. Uh, but, like, uh, <laughs> like uh, Google's been uh, prioritizing a lot of its own properties. I mean, this is no secret. Uh, mm. So, yeah, so we've been like testing different traffic generation tactics uh not just through google but to try to trigger like brand searches uh so for example we might uh like release a video on tiktok and then try to drive uh like uh natural searches uh from tiktok to google back to uh the website brand yeah just to see if the ai might try to do something so like i don't have uh I don't have something tangible to say. It's just something that like, we're testing at the moment, and we're testing it with different, uh, uh, yeah, different media channels, uh, and also just hedging the risk uh, with any traffic drops. Uh, yeah, because you know Google's always like changing something. Like they tweak something over the weekend in their product with use niche, um, mm-hmm. and I did see some uh, some things happen there. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, pretty much hedging your bets. <laughs> James can talk more to that because he's got a few affiliate sites. But James, you want to talk about that? What sort of things you've been working on since our last chat? Um, yeah, so I mean, um, 
to answer the earlier question, yeah, like a lot of companies that come to us, they might have already used two or three other SEO agencies. So sometimes it's just about educating the client <clears throat> the right or wrong way to do things. Um, just doing like a technical audit, keyword research up front, just finding all the, getting all the basic stuff set up, ensuring that the site has the correct structure, correct like content set up, et cetera, et cetera. Just getting it set up from the start. Um, I mean, in terms of uh, the affiliate sites, <clears throat> yeah, we've got a, a product review site that did get a little bit of a negative uh, hit from recent um, Google product review update. Uh, that said, though, we've also got niche specific sites that are uh, very focused on just one niche and the, the content is um, quite, quite good and it's, it's very focused on the singular niche. Um, so that's, that's doing very well at the moment, those type of sites. I think, um, I think the sites that target everything, uh, affiliate sites that are like broad spectrum targeting sites that target a wide range of different um, keywords and verticals. I think um, <clears throat> I've seen a few of those sites lose visibility recently. Um, yeah, some of the content is pretty average though. I think you really have to be uh, satisfying um, search intent and um, really answering the query to the full extent, you know, going through and looking at all the questions that people are asking on a certain query and including those into your copy, making use of tools like ClearScope, Surfer SEO, um, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, don't just use them as a basis point, but also just going to Google and seeing who, who is already ranking and what have they done with their content? How have they structured it? How have they written it out? Like what type of images are they using? Is it unique images or are they just stock shitty images? You know, I find, I find one of the bigger <laughs> challenges, one of the bigger challenges, sorry to cut you off there, James. One of the bigger, I don't know, I want to get your boys in, uh, insight on this. One of the bigger challenges is trying to, trying to get the, some of our clients to challenge the status quo and the sort of content that is clearly winning that we can other tools to sort of determine um, what content is working for a specific niche and then telling clients that this is an example that we could do. We can create it better by doing X, Y, Z. How do you guys find, how do you guys sort of articulate and express to get the clients to build content that is clearly working? Obviously, we're going to create, you're going to create it differently, maybe improve on a few things. If they've never done that type of content before, like sort of like, if you're in a fashion niche, there's a lot of different ways to build, quote unquote. I mean, I don't know what you guys define as great content. I mean, it's content that engages, builds links um, naturally, you know, gets comments, you know, gets good average time on site, helps people to, to, to browse other pages from then on. And I have a generally a low exit rate. Um, how do you guys sort of get your clients, or if, if you're sort of struggling, that's cool too, to challenge the status quo and the different types of content that, we should experiment with trying with. I've got a couple of angles on this. Uh, so, like, there's a couple different types of clients I'm experiencing. Uh, there's uh, some of you just, just bring fresh ideas to the table and they just want to try anything and everything. Yeah. They know that they're onto something when it comes to uh, like leveraging content because they've seen how that's working. They just don't know how to do it and they need to partner with someone to do it. So, like those people are generally easier to work with because they're already on board. They just want to know like, what's the roadmap. Uh, and then they know that it's going to work in some way, shape or form in the future. Uh, but like the other ones where it's like pretty much like, what am I paying for? 
and how come I'm not seeing more money in my bank account just yet? Uh, yes, you know, it's uh, it's challenging, but the first thing I normally try to do is to try to demonstrate uh, wins. Uh, so if I can demonstrate uh, some kind of short-term win, which is either visibility or ideally like traffic increases uh, or even uh, impressions. So I actually use impressions in the Google Search Console to show that like there's something happening. So then I'm they can just it. see some kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can just see some kind of like win or some kind of momentum uh, mm -hmm. and not think that their money's going into a hole. And clients will always say, yeah, like we want to see like the money in the bank account. Like we want to see sales, we want to see leads. Uh, but when you dig deep enough, they really want to see some kind of win and they want to just have the confidence that they've not made a mistake by hiring whoever they've hired. And to get the client so, to challenge that status quo, to, to get them to create content that maybe they had never done before. I remember one, we wanted to introduce quizzes. Um, we wanted to introduce various different types of formats of content that they're not used to, a different tone yeah. than perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, so like uh, the, the, uh, the types of content I focus on for clients, uh, I make sure it's validated in the market by some data. Mm -hmm. uh, so I normally go to them and I say, like, if you want to win, like this is this is the roadmap and this is what's working. And all you need to do, need to do is just replicate this and then you'll get to your end result. And like, this is what's currently being shared on the web. Uh, this is what's currently generating like traffic leads. This is what's currently making this other company X amount of like, advertising dollars or revenue. Back it up with data. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But that's only for that type of tactic. So, like, I've not experimented with like quizzes or like a little bit with like lead magnets, no, but not that extensively. Uh, but then that's a bit of a more challenging thing. So it comes back down to the wins. Like, you know, what's the wins that that you can demonstrate just to uh, get their confidence up. And then oh. they can be a bit bolder. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I find. James. Yeah, I mean, um, really depends on the client. You know, like certain clients are at a different position in the market than other clients. Like you might, yeah. some of the clients we work with, they might already be getting millions of organic clicks each month. So <clears throat> their uh, their goal might just be to increase traffic. 10% or increase um, increased conversions, like just speed up the site. Like every client's got different goals. You know, if you start a sudden with a brand new website, then it might be the fact that it's going to take six months to actually see any type of results. You know, you're going to be in Google sandbox and, and, and like, um, and like David said, like you, you might have to report on um, impressions to the site and other metrics to kind of show, get the client excited early on and show them some, like initial traction in the market because yeah, at the end of the day, most clients, like, I think you've got to set the expectation early on. Mm -hmm. You got to say to them, like, this is going to take time. You know, a lot of SEO agencies just are out there to swindle clients, take their money. And they're not going to tell them the honest truth. Like when they're launching a brand new website, if we get calls all the time, like people are like, yeah, I'm a startup. Like I'm launching a new website. We're just honest with people say, mate, like, yeah, it's going to take six to eight months to actually see some results early on. You might be better doing some PPC upfront and then come in and talking to us in six months. But other SEOs will just sell them whatever. They say, yeah, we can get you ranking for car insurance. No worries. It's just like, it's never going to happen. Like you, in certain markets, it's just too competitive because people have already been doing 
SEO for 10, 20 years plus, you know, there's already these established authoritative properties. It can be hard for certain businesses to come in, but there's always a niche in the market and there's always opportunity out there for people to target long tail and mid tail and things like that. But um, yeah, like in terms of results, like what do most clients care about that we work with? I mean, of course it's like, it's organic traffic and it's sales from organic. It's uh, that they're like the number, the two main metrics. And then you've got other rudimentary met metrics and some important metrics like keyword rankings, but sometimes even keyword rankings is, is a hard one now because you've got localization of queries and things like that. When someone searches for something in Sydney, Brisbane and Melbourne, they're probably going to be getting served different results. A lot of people don't even factor that in as well. So is a, it's definitely getting, uh, SEO is definitely getting more complex and it's definitely, um, it's definitely getting harder. And I think you've got the clients need to invest uh, a decent amount in competitive verticals because if you don't have a decent budget and you're in a competitive vertical, you, you're probably wasting your time. Um, and actually at the moment, one of the areas I'm focusing on is intense and advanced sort of that core web vitals and learning, playing around because I have a dev background, I, I am interested in, in sort of understanding various ways to, 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 to reduce, you know, uh, LCP and FCP and all those sort of first, which we don't want to get into just for because it's not really an SEO um, targeted discussion at the moment. But just those real technical aspects of SEO, and as James was saying, like, SEO is like it's a very different it's a very different beast to tackle than it was in 2008, and I think people sort of understand that, like on a on a surface level. But when I think educating clients on what that actually means means on a detailed level uh, and setting that expectation, I think David, I think you and I had this conversation multiple times in the past. That setting that expectation early on is like key and fundamental. Um, we, I, I don't even think I'll take on clients in startup niche, like start that are startups in competitive. I don't even think I'll do that anymore. I mean, not without a serious, massive amounts of discussion education first before entering the SEO uh, project, because you know expectations is one thing, but helping them understand exactly, look at the, looking at the competitors, understanding where they are. I normally just say like it's like a big giant bathurst race, and they're already on the hundredth lap, and you just want to enter the lap at lap zero. And yeah. you catch up to them. And guess what? They're not going to slow down. They're not looking behind, right? And so what strategies have we got? What budget do you have? What engine do you have to sort of propel and get you forward? So um, I'm yeah. looking at Core Web Vitals, and that alone is probably a specialist. I think James as well, you and I were talking about how, like, SEO is going to probably split. It's getting that complex into multiple different areas of specialists. But I'll come up and let you guys hear some talking. Oh, well. Well, you, you mentioned something uh, which uh, it is to do with the startups, but it does apply to any business, and uh, that's their unique value proposition. Or what's their unique selling point? Mm -hmm. And like, there's a lot of just businesses in general that I've worked with, uh, and I've made my own mistakes with like my own personal ventures as well, where like the USP like that is just missed like without having that like there's there's no way you're going to be able to create that leverage that you need so where i've found i've had like really troublesome clients is like they might know that they want like seo as a channel or one of their channels mm -hmm. they know what they desire uh, but they don't 
that they haven't worked out their unique value proposition for their products or service or whatever it is they're offering you know, to their market. And, and like, as, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but as, as Ian yeah. Jay said about, you know, telling, being honest up front, like for me, if I don't, like, they have to be a really good entrepreneur. They have to really be good at running a business. I think, I don't, I don't know what you guys think about that, but for me, I always preach like, if you're, it's only our job between letting the gold, number one. And number two, if you suck at running a business, if you're not an entrepreneur, if you don't have a good marketing team behind the scenes, a good leadership executive team, because then, then I think that it's got a big part of SEO failing too when they can't implement and scale. I had a client leave because they couldn't scale up. Like the leads were coming through, mm-hmm. they couldn't scale up, they couldn't manage it, and they didn't have the mm-hmm. processes in place to scale, and they quit on success. That pissed me off, but I learned a valuable yep. lesson. You've got to work with people that I believe that can that can actually run a business really, really well and understand and scale. Um, yeah, and and there's a different aspects of uh, of the business. And to what James was saying before, there's like clients that are that are at different stages. Uh, yeah. They might be a startup. They might be mature. Like and then just looking to have that extra ten percent uh, growth, or they might be looking to like uh, enter another market and then piggyback off things, whatever it might be. Uh, but yeah, they need to at least have some kind of like system or structure in place uh, that will allow them to either scale or uh, to be able to penetrate a market. Mm-hmm. And the only way you're going to penetrate a market is you need to offer something of value uh, in exchange for uh, like for what the uh, people that you're selling to the audience will give you. Yeah. You know, whether that's like information or leads or 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 money, whatever it might be. Uh, oh, but yeah, a lot of people they they tend to not even get that right, and like uh, I've found that a lot of people try to figure it out along the way, you know, and it's kind of too late uh, mm. because if you're in a market where people already have that figured out, like yeah, like you're already going to be lingering in second place, you know, unless you kind of get lucky. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll, I'll pass it on to to James now, but like one of the areas, like like I, I had a client that, that came over. Has, has had a lot of SEOs uh, in the past, and I'm switching that mindset from. I think even James mentioned it about like, just, I mean, keyword as, as a rudimentary KPI. This guy has been so obsessed with about four keywords, and when we actually delve into it, he's all obsessed with keywords. When we actually delve into it, they're actually they're not that big of impact on the business as the content as a whole. And I know what you guys thought, uh, um, James. Like for me, is like. For me, it's big picture SEO. So it's like understanding where can we build a piece of content at scale. So the previous SEO, they built these landing pages that are doorway pages, location pages, which I know a lot of people do, but it was done, it's done really, really poorly. We're going to like, it's stuck in two minds whether we just scrap that strategy and then, uh, or, or we sort of evolve it. And so I said, let's evolve it. So every time you go to one of these suburbs, let's actually record a video, put it up on YouTube. Um, and then actually add right, recent jobs and that we've done. So if it's like if we're targeting, let's say, um, uh, Gold Coast, for example, we get all the suburbs that are around Gold Coast. Every time we go to one of these suburb pages, we actually include content that we've taken from the job with like a little mini article about um, you know how we saved Mary's house from falling apart, from, you know, from termites or whatever, and then. And then actually building upon that URL structure. So it looks like at one time it was just a shitty little doorway page. And now we've just evolved it 
to actually include recent jobs and looking for those content asset opportunities. Anyway, um, that's just something that I'm finding is, is, is doing really well, looking for those opportunities with clients. Those small, low-hanging fruit is like finding a way for them to produce content. Every job that they do is a piece of content. Um, so, yeah, that's just changing that mindset and philosophy. That's how I see it. James, do you have anything to add, mate, before we put you to sleep? In terms of um, content assets for our clients and things like that, yeah, 100%, that's all working. And um, I guess to your point earlier, like um, if a client has deployed a huge number of landing pages in the past, depends on the level of uh, how how quality are those pages. Are are the pages even indexed? Are the pages ranking? Um, Mm -hmm. See a lot of people that uh, deploy uh, low quality landers uh, with duplicate content, stuff like that. Sometimes they don't even get indexed. So that's the first thing to check. Like, are they indexed? Are they ranking? Can you make those pages better, make them more conversion friendly, you know? Um, and, and to your other point about like four or five keywords converting, like <clears throat> it's good if the client has a lot of AdWords data, Google Ads data, and they already know some of the keywords that are converting. And then you can kind of do more keyword research and find other keywords that are converting, things like that. Because um, yeah, you gotta you gotta really do your your deep keyword research at the start of any project to really uh, build out your content strategy. You gotta be data driven with your content as well. You get calls from people all the time where they've utilized a content agency or someone's done their content, their friends, daughter's kid or whatever has uh, come up with their SEO and content strategy, and they've um, they just come together and put up like a hundred blogs that are just totally worthless, and they they're not. They're not data driven. They're not based off any research. They're not. They're not kind of kind of drive any sales or traffic to the site. I've seen that so many times. Even we, just yeah, we, it's crazy. We look at with appliance too, like any, like because they're out on the front line. Oh, look at we can look at the data all day long. We do. We take. We take. We use that obviously as a big part of the strategy. But actually being on the front line and getting that client feedback, frequently asked questions, and like using them as a part of our content strategy have helped to drive traffic that we couldn't pick up because the search volume might be a little bit low, but they're highly converting. They're highly, 100%. highly converting. You might get like 10 searches a month, very low competition. 90% of those 10 searches a month convert. And there's like, if an average job is like three grand, then like that's an extra $27,000 a month with, with all normal work. Oh, 100%. And the thing is like we're in competitive niches like cryptocurrency and finance and you've got to go after that type of stuff if it's a medium comp like medium sized site, like lower sized site. If you're not if you're not a super authoritative uh, uh, property, you gotta you gotta go after the low hanging uh, low hanging fruits uh, yeah. and uh, lower lower competition queries. Um, it's similar in a lot of lot of lot of, lot of competitive niches. You really have to uh, go after those uh, lower search volume queries. But the thing is, like a lot of these keyword tools might say. 10 searches a month, 20 searches a month. But when you actually get a get a, a landing page up for that, you can you can get like 10 a day in some cases. And I'm seeing yeah. that. And also the, the amount of conversions. The data is not always accurate. No, I mean, we've got, we've got a page that, that generates 20 inquiries <coughs> a month and only getting 160 uh, landing page visits organically versus other pages that get 4,000 and they don't generate even half that. 100%, 100%. Yeah, David, do you have something to add? Uh, 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 yeah, I agree with like everything uh, that you said. Just one thing you 
uh, I want to go back on, which is to do with uh, getting clients to create content. So something I've been pushing more for uh, probably in the last year is to focus on documenting content rather than creating content from scratch. Uh, so if they're out in the field, they take a video. Uh, like if, they're, uh, if they've got some spare time, they just record an audio and then that can be turned into a transcript of some kind. Uh, uh, and then they just start to build up all these like content assets, um, like just based on their like, actual like knowledge or expertise, and then it can be repurposed like, again in the future. So that's something that we've been like, like pushing a lot more of uh, as well. And it's also allowed us to find new niche opportunities as well, because like, we don't know their uh, industry as well as them. Yeah, so sometimes we, like we we find some hidden gems, and that kind of leads into what you were saying with like those uh, like niche keywords and the low hanging fruit, and uh, then like we create some content for like a page, and then the data might say there's like less than ten searches a month, and the next thing it becomes one of your most popular <laughs> like pages on the site. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time. It, it doesn't happen. It happens a lot less uh, than I would love it, but we wish it would. But um... It's just that every now and then there are those hidden gems like you mentioned. Uh, right. Boys, uh, we'll probably want to finish up soon. Um, did, you, did you guys want to um, have some final thoughts about, you know, some tools? I know James is like, James James uses more SEO tools than Bunnings, right? Like this guy, <laughs> the guy got, the guy, like the guy who I talk to him, he comes about a new tool. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to check that out. Mate, um, mate, you should see uh, Dayan Latinovsky. He's uh, every time I see that guy these days, he's uh, he's got a new tool he's pulling out of his uh, his uh, his tool belt, mate. SEO I, tool belt. He's uh, he's pu- pulling all sorts of uh, tools out, like uh, stuff like. There's so many new tools always coming onto the market. You know? Yeah, yeah, and I think we're going to get him on for that to talk about some new tools. <laughs> and Dayan would be a good character to have. Um, maybe some final thoughts, um, if you want, I can probably start first. I was just going to like sort of end the conversation with like, you know, where you can find you guys, maybe just give some, if, if anyone, any business, small to medium to large, whatever you want to focus on, give them like a quick tool that they can use and do some like, uh, research to give them small wins. Um, I'll start, obviously guys, you can find me at amigadigital.com.au. Some of the best Easy strategies that I love to use actually do like the easiest. Um, I like enter the public um, uh, for content and re- uh, content tools, ideas. It gives you the who, what, where, and how, and it gives you like a sort of breakdown mind map. Um, and so you just put in your keywords. Uh, you know, if, if, if you're putting engagement rings, it'll kind of give you a bit of a mind map. You can change the data set to Australia. It does use Google's uh, um, data, but... Um, it's, it's easy to, because no business out there should ever have a reason not to build content. The whole game is content. And if you don't have an SEO, probably get one. But if you can't afford an SEO, then at the very least you can figure out, use some easy to understand uh, tools and things like that to find out what people are searching for. If you go to Google and you like, you type in, let's say you type in, you know, engage it, engage it rings. We've done a lot of, you can even see down the bottom you've got you've got the searches related to which people also ask but you've got to be a little bit um careful about that because sometimes it does pull in us but it can give you some ideas and if you click the bottom listing and then click it up like a toggle hot show and hide it even more suggestions will pop up and a big one down the bottom like um related searches which i find is a lot more local specific and you'll get keywords like you know engagement rings for men engagement rings online they give you some ideas 
as some popular keywords and things like that and give you some good ideas how, how to write content. And my biggest and best suggestion is what does your customer market expect? What do they want? You focus on that, uh, the Google's algorithm is catching up to you. Me out. David, final thoughts, some tools, some easy wins. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, again, my name is David James. Uh, you can find me on my website, businessgrowthdigitalmarketing.com, uh, or email me at david at businessgrowthdigitalmarketing.com. Uh, yeah, some quick wins uh, and tools. Uh, I personally like to uh, leverage uh, as much raw data as possible. Uh, so uh, if people can look, look at their like, log files and also just really understand their audience, uh, like what's their audience, what, what do they want, you know, and can they give it to them? And what are the problems they're trying to solve? Uh, and then from there, I try to figure out uh, what will work for uh, that market. Uh, in terms of tools uh, and discovery, my go-to one is Ahrefs. Uh, it's, I just find it easier to use. Uh, and uh, rather than trying to recreate the wheel, uh, just at least uh, look at what the competitors are doing or what people are doing already in, in the market. Uh, like see what's working for them you know, in terms of the content, uh, in terms of, well, links, but more so exposure and their PR and their promotional strategy. Uh, that's allowing them to get links and their keyword strategy. At least have that as a starting point mm -hmm. uh, and then make sure it matches what the intentions are of the business. Uh, and to what you said, Andrew, like uh, just focus on the market first, give the market what it wants, uh, because end of the day, everything else will eventually catch up. And David, and credit to you quickly, like the whole, you and I were talking about the whole, you brought light to, to, to you put a little idea in my brain that exploded for years, five years ago. You mentioned about how using PR for links and things like that. And that was like, yeah. oh my God, I mean, that might've seen common sense. Uh, it wasn't, it was it was massive insight. Um, now that's like a big part of sort of utilizing uh you know, different PR uh, contacts to, to, to build links um, and involving that concept. But that was great. And I, and I always think about you. And I, every time I do that, every time I do anything to do with PR, link building, I always think about you, mate. So um, thank you. Definitely go and follow David on, on his on his website and follow him on his channels and like and subscribe. James, final thoughts, my man. Thanks for joining me too, David. Appreciate it. You're welcome. James, any final? Um, yeah, no, like uh, if you want to find me online just go to prosperitymedia.com.au or um if you want to hit me up on twitter my connections eight on twitter so um hoping that andrew uh drives in thousands of visitors to this uh recording today so we get a few new followers there but um yeah in terms of uh tools that are working at the moment um i really love like surfer seo clearscope um, in links is another one. They're all like content optimization tools. They're they're really good for if you've got content staff working at your your, your agency or in house. That's a they're really good tools to help uh, staff structure content and bring in uh, additional ideas when they're producing a large volume of content. All those tools are really good. They're good for especially Surfer SEO is good for like SERP analysis too. There's some really good uh, features there. <clears throat> but um, back to David's point, like. OG tools like Ahrefs and SEMrush, like they're, they're like the cornerstone of the SEO tool belt. So you've got to have those in your tool belt for any SEO 
Like, um, I mean, we've, we've been using SEMrush a bit for keyword analysis and for, for identifying PBNs and stuff like that. They, they, they picked up their game a lot, SEMrush. So, but yeah, Ahrefs still still the market leader for the tools. Um, Tim Sulio and the team, Tim Sulo, sorry, I think it is. And the team has done a great job. So definitely uh, you've got to make use of that. Um, and just back to another point David uh, raised earlier about going around and getting your clients to take audio and stuff like that, looking for quick wins like that. Just thought of something today. I was looking at a prospect's website and they're like, give me some quick wins. And then I said, you've got 100 podcasts that you've done and you haven't transcribed one of them. Every podcast, they only had three lines of text. I said, you want a quick win? Go onto a bloody transcription service and get an editor and then put you've, you've got 100 pages of content ready to go. And she's like, oh, well, like, that's the thing. Like, things like that. Like, so many people, like, there's a lot of quick wins that are just sitting right in front of people, you know? Like, and you've got to take, you got to take action and do it. That's the thing about SEO. Like, you just got to take action and implement and roll it out and test. You got to you got to constantly be testing stuff too. If you want to succeed, you got to be testing heavily, uh, testing different things, doing redirect tests, doing title tag change tests, doing all sorts of tests. Like the best SEOs are testing stuff every day. The best SEOs that I've met, you know, like they're always testing different stuff and they're always uh, up to all sorts of shenanigans. So yeah, that's my uh, that's my final uh, two cents. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me. I really appreciate your time. Guys, you got any questions? Uh, let us know in the comment section below. Sir, I am not the one, and I am not your Neo. I am not a hero, and I am not a hero, and I am not your